This is Among the Stacks, produced by the Allen County Public Library in Scottsville, Kentucky. The podcast where you learn what we're reading and recommending in the library news. Hi, this is Mariah. This is Dee. And this is the Allen County Public Library's podcast. (laughs) How are you guys doing? We are doing great here. How are you, Dee? I'm doing great. Um, I'm kind of sad that I traded it with Jamie today on the schedule because today would have been a great day to take a nap or to sleep late with all the rain. But other than that, great. I know. I woke up this morning. I was like, man, I was like, oh, but you're off tomorrow. Oh, you get to sleep and no one I'll be up at <gasps> regular time. <laughs> you just made me so annoyed with you because I'm not off tomorrow, but that's okay. Yeah, it's spring break and my daughter's like, mom, are you not going to at least try to take off one day? And I'm like, oh man, I'm such a horrible mother. <laughs> no, you're a busy mom doing what you've got to do to provide for your kiddo. I know, but we're we're going to try. She's a little under the weather, but I think we're going to try and get pedicures tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> what you don't like people touching your feet, D? <laughs> I do not like people touching my feet. Nope. I'm not a fan of it, but it's just nice to pamper yourself every once in a while, just to be like, okay, I'm gonna do this. And I'll get Curtis to massage my feet. <laughs> Good old Curtis. Speaking of Curtis, I was at your house yesterday uh picking up something and I noticed he had your garden turned up. Yeah, it's getting to be that time of the year. He's plowed the garden and he's getting ready to disc it, which is, you know, where he goes over it with that big um, contraption that has the metal wheels. Right. And it beats down the, the dirt real well and breaks it apart. It, it It's a very large area. So lots of vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> we always over plan and it never um, turns out quite as well as we plan, but that's okay. We still get plenty of squash and all that great stuff to eat during the summer. So And, and those of us that plant little teeny tiny gardens that don't always do great. I do appreciate the overflow when you bring it to the library. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because yeah, we had Miss Diana to retire and yeah. she was always bringing in her tomatoes. And I was like, man, I hope she doesn't forget us this summer. <laughs> you might have to send her a message, be like, hey, you can still bring in tomatoes. You got any of those have extra. yummy purple looking tomatoes? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, and and we were talking this morning about the pollen and how, oh my goodness. yeah, how we're all just kind of yucky feeling. So hopefully, I don't know, how long does trees do this? Like, I've never really thought about it. I don't know. I I was thinking this morning, I hope the rain, like, beats a lot of that pollen down (laughs) to the ground, (laughs) you know, because I was was watching a video on Facebook the other day, and this cop had been sitting somewhere next to a wooded area, and he videos, it literally looks like there's smoke coming up from trees, but it was the trees releasing pollen. Oh my! And I was like, oh my goodness, that's in the air. We're breathing that in. No wonder we all have stuffy (laughs) noses and snot everywhere. And you're all worried about that, and I'm sitting there going, the trees really are alive. They're they're these creatures that release their pollen. Yeah, I can blame my hippie mom for that. The choking fumes is what they release. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, this month is Earth Month, Autism Month, and was it Earth Month, Autism Month, 
and it seems like there was something else, but I can't remember. I'm such a bad librarian. Oh, but there's all kinds of stuff to celebrate yes. this month if you look it up. Yes. It's just tons. Uh, speaking of autism, Miss Chelsea has went through the library and all of our end caps, you know, where we feature books, she has in the adult section put out um, nonfiction books about autism, which there are several by Temple Grandin, which I really love her because she actually has autism and she she doesn't look at it like a disability like she's like my brain functions just like yours it just does it a little different and also she's went through fiction and found books with characters with autism and one really good book is the Rosie project so and we do have that online and we do have it it's in right now at the library so yeah come in and, and check out some stuff about autism yeah. You now you said there wasn't a lot in in young adult right now. No, I was actually really disappointed with that. So I've made it. I've made a note when I do my next YA order to research that and see what's available because I only found in house like a physical book one, and I was like, that's that's not good. That's not a very diverse collection if there's only one book about autism, which it could be wording. You know how subject matter. I mean, there could be books that have autistic characters in it, but it's just not one of the what they consider a main theme or whatever. Right. Um, So it could be it could be how it's cataloged as well. So Exactly. Because there's so many times somebody will come up to the desk and they're like, oh, I need a book on so-and-so. And and I type in so-and-so and and there's nothing. But Jamie is, she's like, oh, we've got this. And I was like, how did you get it? And it's all in the wording. It is. Yeah. So yeah. And uh, so just come in and, and have a look around um, D knows that I have a little bit of experience in, in, you know, teaching children with autism through mm-hmm. Allen County's autism unit. And I'm, I'm just going to tell you, if you aren't familiar with anyone with autism, don't believe the hype that, oh, they're, they're brilliant in math or they're brilliant in art. These, these people are just like you and me. They are ordinary in their own world, just like we're ordinary in our own worlds. But don't, you know, and a lot of people are like, well, they don't have like emotions like we do. Yes, they do. They just <laughs> express them differently. Exactly. Right. And I think that's where a lot of people get tripped up on autism because when I w- would tell people like, oh, you know, I, I'm one of the co-teachers in the autism unit and they're like, oh, you know, does, you know, do they do that? And I'm like. No, they're just like any other primary student. They color, they play, mm-hmm. you know, the it's not. And, and that's what really upsets me about TV shows and movies that were like, oh, but he was the savant and he did all these math calculations. Yeah, that's the lowest percentage, just like it is w- with you and me. It, some of us are absolutely awesome at other things and the rest of us are just us. You know, right. So really, I, I really want people to be aware of that. Like, yeah. I know I can't ask you to quilt. <laughs> yeah, don't ask me to quilt. <laughs> I have to think about spelling the word quilt. <laughs> in, but I have to say in high school, in home economics, uh, 
I did make, I did sew two quilts and I actually still use one today and gave one to my mom. So <laughs> I, I have made a couple of quilts, but you can do it. You just don't enjoy oh, it. Oh, it's, it, they were the, what was it? Uh, the crossing and then, uh, oh, the log cabin, which, Ooh. yeah, the log cabin and the other one was just the log cabin reversed. <laughs> so. <laughs> And I can't remember is something crossing or something. I don't know. Or cross. I can't remember. But oh yeah, it was really like <laughs> not not a lot of cutting, just a lot of squares and maybe a few triangles. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we we all have our own talents, but yeah, just don't get caught up in you know, and then a lot of people are like, oh, you know, and they look at a child who is what they consider low functioning and they don't understand it's it, it, we all don't fit into a box and especially right. with autism you there is no box for autism that it ranges and and now they're finding out even some social issues are you know you always well even myself you know sometimes you feel awkward in in social settings and things and they're tracing some of that to some spectrum you know being on the spectrum somewhere so yeah don't don't try to box them in nobody wants to be in a box never never so d we're we are going to talk a little bit about the earth and i heard you and miss chelsea uh looking up some stuff this morning what were you guys looking up so um, on my Facebook feed this morning, you know, as soon as I wake up, I've got to scroll through Facebook real quick before I actually get out of the bed. <laughs> Bad habit, I probably, but you know, whatever. It's what I do. <laughs> so there was this ad about the, I don't know if anybody's seen it, the laundry detergent that comes in strips and you tear off a strip and you toss it in the washing machine and, you know, it does its thing and you're more earth friendly because right. it doesn't come in the plastic packaging. You get this paper envelope that it comes in. So we were talking about it and Chelsea was all excited because that was something she was going to look at today too, because she had received a, a coupon for one of the companies that does this. And um, so we've been back here looking at laundry detergents this morning, right before we <laughs> opened, you know, right before the, the calm before the storm. Right. But um, so yeah, it, it looks really cool. And I'm kind of like, I think it'd be funny to see Curtis's face when, <laughs> when he realizes I've bought laundry detergent that comes in strips. He's like, this is um, a dryer sheet. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, well, actually, I haven't bought it yet, but I'm going to. Um, I'm just going to do a little bit more research on it because I have very sensitive skin. Right. Um, but they do have a sensitive skin line. So well, I was like, oh, that's awesome. And of course, it has way less chemicals right. than your average laundry detergent, which is really great, uh, for, especially for me, because I'm so sensitive to stuff like that. But it's also great for the environment, because when you do your laundry, that water does go back out into the ground. Right, exactly. And it's going to go out into whatever's around your house. So well, whether it's your garden or your backyard or right, whatever. exactly right, because there's a cornfield right behind my house, and you know, and and I think about that sometimes, you know, what's going out, you know, into that corn that that my landlords, they're they're such lovely people, they let me have some of it, and I'm like, what am I, <laughs> what am I contributing <laughs> to this? But I oh, that that corn tastes a little bit like bleach, exactly no. <laughs> right, and and I'm 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 gonna tell on myself because. You know, 
being younger, I never thought much about the differences. But as I get older, I grew up in the the generation of Tide. Like you would walk mm-hmm. into someone's house on laundry day and it smelled like Tide and bounce. And it was the most amazing smell. It's like, it's clean. And I'm still stuck in that a little. So I'm going to let you guys be the guinea pigs because I'm, and of course, my skin, I'm a little sensitive being fair and, and all that fun stuff. Now, Hagen, my daughter is super sensitive. Like the dog can lick her and she's broke out in whelps. So there's certain detergents I can't use. Right. But I'm, I'm still one of those, like, I want to smell the cleaner. I want to smell the, the, the detergent. I want to see the carpet, like the vacuum tracks on the carpet. <laughs> and, and I know it's just my age and, and how I grew up. So I, I want to do better. And being around you guys has made me a better person. And, and so I'm, I'm going to try, but I'm going to let y'all try it first. <laughs> Well, my biggest concern, well, after the sensitive skin, of course, right. um, our house is older. Right. And the people who plumbed it, well. <laughs> they only ran cold water to the washing machine. Right. So my biggest concern is, is it going to dissolve well? It says it dissolves well in cold water. So we'll see. I'm going to, I am going to order one. Right. And test it out. See what we think. Make sure I don't break out in hives. <laughs> so <laughs> in a couple of months, if you see me and I have hives, then. Then we know. I've gotten into something. Right. <laughs> so, but we'll, we'll see. Well, I. We'll give it a shot. But they do have scents. I was going to tell you, okay. they have different scents that you could order they've got like a citrus and there was something else and I like citrus you know me I'm not very big on smelly right, stuff right. I don't I don't do perfumes they just they make me feel sick uh, well most of them not all of them but um so anyways but they do have perfumed ones so. right well and and I'm 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 not so much on scents, but like um, anything with any kind of pheromone or musk to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my throat just feels like it's closing up. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty scary. And and to know that there's people out there that are hypersensitive, I couldn't even imagine, you know, that. But yeah, so you're going to have to, you know, in a couple of months... Because I think we're, we'll be podcasting again in a couple of months together. And you'll need to tell us... You know, well, that's going. What, yeah. What's what's going on? Did it work? Did you break out? Did Curtis have an aneurysm trying to figure out what to use? <laughs> uh, he'll be okay. Yeah. Well, there was this one that they do, um, kind of the the dissolvable pods too. So it's not exactly the sheets. I think he would probably, um, like that better than the sheets. Right. So I haven't decided which brand I'm going to go with yet, but. I'm going to do a little bit more research, you know. It's always good to research something that you're going to try. Exactly. Get in there, learn a little bit more about it before you just dive headfirst in and say hello. Right. But uh, Well, now, I've started yeah. using uh, like the little pods that feel like a little plastic bubble and you put in there. And But I just wish the product I use would put it maybe in a paper bag or mm-hmm. something different, even a cardboard bag. It's plastic. So I, I have thought, you know, they if they could step up and change the packaging, probably more people would lean toward, you know, they'd probably pick up more people just for the simple fact that, you know, even though I'm trying to do better and it's a whole lot less plastic, it's still plastic. Right. 
Right. Yeah. And, and I try to do like the, the composting and things like that, but I'm still, I'm still old and stuck in my way. So I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying. (laughs) But we use a uh, water filter. That way we don't buy plastic bottled water uh, and stuff because, you know, sometimes being here next to the lake and that's kind of where we get all of our water from. Mm -hmm. There's sometimes there can be that I don't know, I guess, I don't want to call it exactly a fishy odor, but there's that distinct, you can tell the lake has right. done its thing and it's turned over and it's just got this smell to it. So we we use a water filter. Yes. So we don't have to use bottled water. We had used bottled water there for a while and I just realized the amount of waste and the amount of bottles we went through. Right. So it was a good investment. I do enjoy my filtered water you can taste a difference yeah oh you can yes definitely and and it and you bring up living out near the lake you know where we live it's very remote but we have a huge lake system and that is where we get our water and it it, it's funny trying to explain to somebody that's not used to being here when they Mm -hmm. turn on the tap and the water's like a little weird color and you're like oh the lake turned over (laughs) yeah it's that time of year (laughs) So you saying this, okay, (laughs) everybody knows that I'm a transplant. I I was not born and raised (laughs) here. I grew up in Tennessee and moved here in 2006. And the first time we experienced the lake turning over, (laughs) mama was just like, oh, my clothes, they stink. I just washed them. And, you know, it was it was all of that. And we just didn't realize. And it wasn't until I guess I started working here and it happened. You know, it happens what, twice a year yeah, or so? Yeah. <laughs> and somebody said something about it. And I was like, oh, that's it. Light bulb moment. Right. <laughs> so. Yes. We, we are never dull here in Allen County. <laughs> no. So there is a book that I have read. And, and ever since the year started, I've, I've read probably close to 50 books just in 2021. And when Ooh. I say read, I don't, I listen audio and because right. uh, my attention span is shot, but there is a book called the Midnight Library. And I was suggested this book last year when it first came out, there was like this huge weight and I was like, eh, okay. And then when I finally got it, the woman that is reading it and it's set in London, but she has this most tranquil, soft British accent and I and I just wasn't ready for it because right then I was right in the middle of Karen Slaughter murder and madness and mayhem (laughs) yeah I know right and uh so I just I didn't listen to it well I picked it back up this year it it is the kind of book that if you have gone through something in your life and you have doubted your decisions if you feel like you have regrets and the the whole the big question, what if? What if I had made this decision over that decision? The character in this book, in the beginning, it's it's a countdown to when she takes her life. And oh, wow. right, yeah. And, and like the first chapter is pretty, pretty sad, and you have to get through it. But it's it's just it's just one of those very bad days. And it just keeps reminding her of the bad choices and the bad things that have happened in her life until she takes an overdose. So she wakes up and she's standing outside this library. And 
she's sort of familiar with this library. So she goes in and the librarian is her school librarian. And, and I remember having that one librarian that I just absolutely adored when I was like in fifth grade. And, and that was about the age she was. And she gets to pull a book from the shelf and she gets to live that version of her life. And in time is kind of suspended. Like she's laying in her apartment dying and she's living all these different versions of her life. What if she had taken this path and each time it's not what she expected. So I, I highly, highly recommend this book to anyone that, because with me, you know, making the, the decision back in the 90s not to go back to college and take that semester off, which led to a, a marriage, which, uh, you know, 20 years later led to a divorce. And I, I have those. I, I don't as much now, but I did have those, you know, what if I had done this or what if I'd done that? And this book is is very therapeutic and it's in the lady's voice is just love. <laughs> just lovely. And I, I really do recommend it for those out there that are just like, man, what if I had went to the service or what if I hadn't done this? Read it. You will not. Now it's long. It's very long, but it, it's worth it. Yeah, That kind of reminds me, not exactly the same, but uh, do you remember watching the butterfly effect? Yes how he would go back and he would try to change this one thing. And then it, you know, right. that one decision made this, all these horrible things happen, but that just kind of made me think. Well, of that. and I it thought. touches on the butterfly effect and, and quantum physics and, and things. It has just a tint, like a little dropper full of science fiction, just simply because they bring up those subjects. Because I mean, that's what basically she's living in at, at this point. But it's not so science fiction that you're like, oh, I got to pull out my Star Trek T-shirt. No, <laughs> no, it, it's all completely understandable. But it is, it you know, because every different decision she made affected something or someone else in her life, right? And she saw that. So definitely, definitely, the Midnight Library is is a book to read if if you if you're dealing with some regrets or what ifs, yeah. That sounds pretty good. It's very You've good. almost tempted me to to listen to that one, but I am in the middle, of course, of re-listening to Harry Potter and <laughs> Anne of Green Gables series. I, I kind of flop back and forth between those, and then I'll throw in a book that I've not listened to before. Um, my most recent one was the first Nancy Drew book, like, you know, right? the original yes. Nancy Drew. And you can just tell when listening to it how long ago it was written. Yes. Just <laughs> basically the mannerisms the wording uh, but it was really good and I was really surprised because you know I've never actually read any of the Nancy Drew books and it was I actually found myself pretty pulled into the story yes. you know she's trying to figure out the mystery of the clock and yeah. find this guy's secret will but um yeah when you know I've got to have a little mystery oh definitely yeah when I was like 12, 13 years old, I'd walk to the Allen County Public Library and I would check out a Nancy Drew and I would check out a Sweet Valley High so I had my mystery and then I had my, you know, teen drama. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So yes. Oh, I'm so glad that you, you you listened to the Nancy Drew. Yes. Yeah, you should totally give it a try. I think I'm it, going it, to. They do sound effects in it. Oh, like, that's lovely. You know, when it turns into a suspenseful moment, it's like da 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 da. You know, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it it's neat. Um, but there is a really big hold list. So if you do try to get one of the original Nancy Drews. Okay. And the hold list is long. Let us know. We can always get Sheila to uh, order us a new copy. Yes. That way, you know, we can get bumped up the list. I think I've got an email her about the the number two. I, it's like six months out. Ooh. And I was like, wow. Yeah, no, no. Really popular. Well, speaking of murder and mystery, the mm-hmm. Allen County Library, we tried it last year and then COVID shut us down. We are bringing back the Murder at the Library Book Club. I'm so excited yes. for this. And it's just right up my alley. I know. And the first book we're reading is I'll Be Gone in the Dark. And it's about the Golden State Killer. Uh, if you're interested, give us a call. Send us an email. Um, Facebook message if you know one of us. We'll get you a copy. It's going to meet um, the first Tuesday in May. And we're going to, if weather permitting, we're going to set outside out in the little courtyard so we can actually meet in person. And that way everybody can be distanced and you can wear your mask. And and so I'm super excited. <laughs> I'm just now that's uh, a Netflix series, right? Uh, yes, it was on uh, Netflix. And the the lady that wrote it, oh, she she actually died of a heart attack at age like 46. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she was so consumed that some of the people close in her world think that just the stress of writing this book and researching the guns, because at that time he wasn't, nobody knew who he was. She mm-hmm. wanted to find out who he was. And just a few years after she died, of course, last year, or maybe it was 2019, they, they found out who he was. So she never got to see that. And there, of course, a lot of uh, agencies are like, well, she didn't contribute anything. And other people are like, yeah, she really did, you know, because she kept it alive. She kept it going. She kept people asking questions. Mm-hmm. So, yes, if you're interested in that, give us a call. We'll get you a book and we can all sit around and talk about murder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, talk about murder safely. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, but I still know who I'd call if I needed to bury a body. Yes, yeah, and we're not going to say who that person is. <laughs> <laughs> not that we would ever need to. No, do that, no, but. no, definitely not. <laughs> well, do you have anything else that you want to talk about? I think we've pretty much covered everything going on, I believe. Yeah. Well, this has been lovely, D, as always. It is always fun. Yes. Well, this is Mariah. This is D. And we'll see you next time, Among the Stacks. You've been listening to Among the Stacks, a podcast produced by the staff of the Allen County Public Library in Scottsville, Kentucky. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to seeing you Among the Stacks.